Welcome to The Leadership Guide, the show that takes you from peak performer to legendary leader by helping you unlock your heroic potential to emerge into who you are meant to be. On today's episode, we have a conversation with Lori Lyons and discuss hashtag real tweets, the importance of a foundation with true authenticity, why the sexy thing doesn't usually win, and what are some things to watch out for with the next few generations. I'm your host, Cody Dakota, founder of The Leadership Guide, member of the Forbes Coaches Council, and finalist for the Extraordinarian Award for coaches with ideas that can change people, businesses, and the world for the better for my ideas on leadership. Stay tuned to the end of the episode to discover how to join the League of Legendary Leaders, an association of leaders with the goal to raise $100,000 monthly to support nonprofit causes which are currently looking to impact the world and make it better for future generations. Now, on to the show. Hey, Lori, how are you doing today? I am awesome, Cody. How are you doing? I am living life and I am loving life. And I am hearing some birds um, from, from your end of the, the, um, the camera, which is kind of awesome. It's like this nice, like serene uh, bird chirping going yeah, it's, on. It's my white noise background. They only come on when I go on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've, you've trained them really well. Then. Yeah. Like my like my children, that they only they only do what I don't want them to do. <laughs> Isn't that how it always is? Like, whenever you want something to work out a very specific way, it just does not happen exactly like that, and sometimes oh, just completely opposite of what you want. Absolutely. Well, they're gonna chirp in as needed. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag tweets. Question mark. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hashtag real tweets. <laughs> this is this, this isn't your your new generation tweets. This is your grandparents. Yeah, yeah, this is my generation tweets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so 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 Lori, I would love for you to tell us all about what it is you do and and the awesome things you're working on in the world. Yeah, I'm. Um, my company, my main company is Ignite Marketing and I'm a website design company. Um, I do, my company does websites for small business owners, um, focusing primarily on small business owners who are coming out of the corporate world that are perhaps they've retired and they're looking for something to do, want to start a new business. They've been downsized or laid off and they can't get another job. So they're starting their own business. So that's my primary focus. And from that, it led into my online marketing program called Make Your Marketing Simple, which is an online marketing pro program to teach entrepreneurs how to market business, how to market their business in a simple, easy to understand language. So I'm teaching them the nuts and bolts. There are a lot of coaches out there who will teach the overview. So I'm teaching the nuts and bolts of how to do it. That's awesome because the, the, you're right. There is a lot of overview out there. There is a lot of like, you know, you need to get on this platform and generally do this kind of thing. But then like so many people in the entrepreneurial world, especially 
kind of are trying to put themselves out into the world and they're not having any success at all in being able to actually get noticed. Correct. They're frustrated. They're confused. They don't know where to start. And a lot of it starts with, I go back to my website company, a lot of it starts with a good foundation. They forget that. You need the foundation. You need some, some place to drive people to so that they can find out who you are rather than just the sound bites that are typical in social media today. So, you know, it's something that I really enjoy. It's, you know, it's kind of a meandering path that led me there. And it's um, and something I'm pretty darn good at. So it's, um, it's a win-win for everybody. That's awesome. And, and I love that you said that you need to have that foundation, right? right. Because it's, this happens all the time in, in all areas of life. We, we try and go for these, these extreme goals, these extreme things. We try and go all in on these things. But until you have that foundation, no matter how high you try to build something, it's going to collapse. Um, it, it's, it's just like if you try to build a house on a bad foundation, that house is going to collapse on itself. Exactly. Or no foundation. Exactly. And, Which, you know, look, at, look at all the business owners that went into business panic a couple of weeks ago when Facebook went down. It's like, oh my gosh, if, you're, if your business is based on a Facebook business page or a group, you don't have a business for a couple of hours when it's down. So, yeah. it, you know, there was, a, there was talk for a while about, you know, our website's obsolete. Do we really still need them? Well, yeah, you still do because there's where a lot of things are housed. And it's the, it's the main corporate office for a lot of businesses. Definitely. So, uh, yeah. And, and on top of that, like it, it's one of those put, your, uh, put all your money into one basket, right? When, right? when you do that, you're completely betting on that basket to always succeed. And, and the thing is, it's very rare in life that one basket always succeeds. Correct. And in this one case, you own, or you should own the basket. You should control the basket. You control what goes in that basket. You control what goes out of that basket. You control what that basket looks like. You control what it sounds like. You control how it represents you. So there, there's a lot of benefit to having, in this case, that one basket. So it's... Um, you know, that's, that's, that's what I promote to my, to my clients is, uh, you know, I, I had a client just the other day who called me and we're going to do some, some marketing for him and said, I can't do anything until we build your foundation because your foundation is, is not a solid foundation. You know, we can't drive people to your, to your website to learn more about you. You are a great company. You've been in business for a long time. You're a great guy. You're a great personality, but we got to build that foundation to, to let other people see who you are and what you stand for, because that's the world we're in today. People want to know who they're working with. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's extremely important to, to the younger generation, my generation and the generation uh, below me that we, we want to know what are the values of the, the individuals we're working with and working right. for, because we've, especially in, in, the, the world that I've seen, uh, and this is a huge reason why I'm working on the movement I'm working on, is we, we've seen so many companies keep things behind the curtains and not out in the open. And so many organizations, you know, it's not just business, it's, it's in the homes, it's in politics, it's in our churches, it's all over the place where, where people are keeping things behind the curtains. And when the curtains get drawn, we're really unhappy about the things we're finding because they're sometimes awful, terrible things. And so we oh, don't yeah. want to be associated with those awful, terrible things. And so we're, we're kind of fighting to say, hey, tell us what those awful things are right now and we'll make a decision if 
we're okay with trying to fix those things. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and, and everybody's definition of awful can be very different. You know, there's awful, awful that are, <laughs> you know, or social awful and social mores that, that we all know what those are. But, you know, there, there are other things that can happen that some people don't care about and some people do. It, so it really, I think, I think a lot of it comes down to not only being transparent, it comes down to being human and what companies are human and what companies people can relate to. And, you know, there's a lot of talk, talk about, you know, being authentic. Yeah. Well, define authentic. What does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? You know, it's, it's showing the warts. It's showing, you know, it's not just showing, you know, there's, there's a gentleman who does, who does a podcast and, and his name escapes me right now, but he, you know, he shows his financials every month. Now that's pretty darn transparent and authentic. Yeah. That's extremely <laughs> yeah. transparent. Yes. So, um, so, you know, that, but that's a pretty cool place to be when you're working with people is, is, you know, how authentic and transparent are they? Definitely. Yeah. And it, it's so big now, now for you, what would you say is the best way about going and being authentic? How, how would you go about guiding someone into being more authentic? Because the, it's, it's the way it's said is very broad yeah. And the way people interpret it sometimes is actually very inauthentic in exactly. the way it's interpreted. It's, yeah. And it's almost become kind of a catchphrase, like, well, let's be authentic. But until you define what authentic really is, then how do you know if somebody's being authentic? Your authentic may be very different from my authentic, that may be diff very different from somebody else's authentic. And I guess to me, authentic means that you're being yourself you're being human, um, you're being relatable, uh, you're being empathetic and caring about other people. Um, and I guess that's, that's for me what's important. And, 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 you know, to me, part of being authentic is, is being yourself and having fun. Because I also feel that, to me, business is just darn fun. Now I don't, you know, I don't think it's fun to put my, my gas receipts into my, you know, into my smartphone app. That's oh, not fun, but yeah, fun is working with tax people. Purposes. Exactly. Right. Now, that's not just fun. finished tax, tax season. <laughs> yeah. Like what a week ago. And yeah, week I, like, I don't know about you. Taxes took me forever this year. Now I, I will admit I got a pretty significant kickback, which I'm excited for. Yeah. <laughs> and all that money is going to go right back into my business. Like, Absolutely. like I'm, I'm not partying with that money. It's going right back into the business. But <laughs> man, the taxes took a while. Oh yeah. And that, like, I, mean, I choose to do my own taxes because yeah. I have an accounting background. So I kind of oh, know the go. different things that are supposed to be going into the taxes. So that, that's a choice I've made because I, I have talk next year. There. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it on well, my calendar for, Jan, yeah, for March 1st. We'll talk <laughs> next year. <laughs> yeah, maybe next year I'll, I'll hire it out because oh, it took way too long and I had yeah. other stuff to do that evening. And oh, I, was, yeah. I was sitting at the computer screen on, I did it on, a, uh, on Sunday because I knew I wasn't going to have time on Monday. And I was sitting at the computer screen for like 16 hours between taxes oh, and well, yeah. other work I had to do that day. And that's yeah. not honestly how I want to spend most Sundays. Right. Well, and, you know, and I have a little bit different philosophy too. I don't, I don't necessarily mind paying taxes. I, I, don't, I don't like it, but I don't necessarily mind it because I feel like the more I pay, the more money I'm making. 
So I'm, I'm, you know, there's that, there's that kind of back and forth yeah. of I'm kind of okay with it because this is kind of cool. But now let's see how I can reduce my tax burden. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that I've done this, okay, now let's see what I can do. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, but yeah, you know, to me, that part of business is not fun. But the fun part of business is doing stuff like this. It's, you know, it's talking to clients. It's, it's being who you are and finding out really who they are and getting to know them. And that's the fun part of having a boutique business is you really get to know people. I wouldn't do fun, you know, do well working with somebody like, you know, a bigger corporation. I wouldn't do well working with Netflix or, or Amazon because they're just, you know, that's just not the, the type of business that I want. And it's fun to me. I like small business. I like being able to delve in to really find out and make a difference. So I Definitely. guess you know, kind of a long, long around run of what's authentic, but, you know, being human. Yeah, and, and I think you're you're not only just talking about what is authenticity, but you're explaining it from your point of view of how you're authentic, because yeah. because you're talking about these things that you'd like to do and you'd rather not do, and you're actually living into it. One one of right. the things that I personally think is really behind authenticity is you walk the talk. It's not about yeah. just saying it; it's about actually doing it. Right. Right. Like, like for me, I, I have a huge value in family. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so for me, when something comes up in someone's life, that's around family, I'm almost always willing to move things around and do whatever needs to be done so that not only myself, but so those individuals can actually live with their family, which should be oh, yeah. the, the most important, like the most important unit around you, in my opinion. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent that it's, you know, that there's, that there's a certain flexibility that I think you need as a small business owner to be able to, to accommodate family values, you know, faith, all of that can come into play and in, into what makes you authentic and what makes you a real company and what makes you a good company to work with, no matter what your business. Definitely. I a hundred percent agree with you on that. And I, and, and, and that, you you touch on something I think is really important is it's not just about living it and, and saying it for your own sake, but for the sake of your clients and the people you work with, you know, mm -hmm. e even if you're not a business, say you're, you're the leader in a corporation, right? It's so the people that work under you, right? You're, you're, you're the people who report directly to you. And sometimes even those, the people that report to them, right? They know mm -hmm. who they're working with. So oh, they can know if the values align. And I think that's, that's so important is, is making sure that the values align because what I've found is that if my values don't align with someone else's values, it's really freaking hard to work with those people. Oh, yeah. And they usually don't want to work with me either. Yeah. Well, and, it's, and those are the ones that are always the problem, whether it's the problem on your end or it's the problem on their end. And you know, your instinct tells you, you know, <laughs> this is probably not a customer I should take on right now, but either your bottom line is talking more than your, than your head is, or, you know, there there's, you know, that you can help them. You just know it's going to be really hard <laughs> and it yeah. always comes back. It always comes back. Yeah. Um, I, I was, I was talking to, um, a good friend of mine recently and she, she was talking about how, um, in her business, she, there was, um, there was a client that she had in her business that was taking up like 40% of her time and they were a very low paying client. Yeah. 
And like she, she felt like she had to work for them because they were paying basically. And she hated it. And, and she ended up making the decision to cut them out. She became a lot happier. She ended up making oh, yeah. a lot more money because she filled that time in with better people. And the, the other company actually was kind of happy too because they, they just were no longer really into the, the service that was going on. They wanted right. something very different than what was going on. And there's nothing wrong with that because yeah. you can't serve everybody as much as we would like to. It just doesn't work yeah. out like that. Yeah, you can't serve everybody, and just like just like in a dating relationship, there's there's somebody out there for everybody, you know. It's but you, I, I feel like you finally realize you've become a grown up business when you fire your first client, or you lay them <laughs> off, or you let them go, or whatever you want to, you know, whatever, however, whatever the relationship is, whether they're fired or laid off. But but that's when you know you're really you you're a grown up business when when you do that the first time, and it's like, yeah, that was really kind of cool. <laughs> Because it's going to be a better win for everybody. I, I, I know the analogy, I'm a sports person too. We had talked about that earlier is that, you know, when, when something is not working for an athlete, they change coaches. And typically they're both happier because a new coach can come in with a new set of eyes and see something different that the old coach couldn't because you get so used to seeing the same thing. So I think it, you know, to me, it's almost like a business relationship that, you know, that, when you know that there is something that, that is not working, another set of eyes can, you know, change everything. Yes. Yeah. Or change one small thing that the other yeah. person didn't see. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and when that doesn't happen, right. When the, the same coach is left in there, it can lead to the ruination of the team. Oh, I had, yeah. um, I had a coach in high school for lacrosse. He was absolutely awful. Um, I, I remember um, th there were two very specific things that he looked for in an athlete. Um, and well, actually really just one thing he looked for, and it was outside shooting, which basically oh. means in, in lacrosse, that means that you shoot from uh, anywhere from like 10 to 20 yards away from, from the goal. So, so you have to have a lot of power to be able to do that. Um, and if you could do that, you were a favorite player of his. That was oh, the wow. only thing he looked for though. And so I, I remember being on the team and I myself am not an outside shooter. That's just not how I'm designed. That's not how I'm built. But you put me on the crease, I could get the goals. Um, yeah. And the crease is right next to the goal. Um, right. You put me in the crease, I could set the picks. You put me in the crease, I could create the situations. If I, or, or I could get the ball passed around, which is yeah. also extremely important in lacrosse. And yeah. he didn't value any of that. And there are multiple people on our team who were players like that who never saw game time because he was only looking for that one thing. Right, and he right. had his couple of favorite players who had some terrible attitudes to go along with their skills. Mm -hmm. And the team was okay. We weren't mm -hmm. great. And we should have been great. We yeah. should have been one of the best teams in the state. But we weren't because right. we weren't functioning as a full team. and the coach was never removed and oh, wow. I went on to college and um, I ended up getting a coach while in college who actually came from my home state of Colorado uh -huh. and he told me that, um, you know, since I'd left the team there got even worse because they left the same coach there. 
And that's, that's the power of what happens when you have people who aren't fully aligned with what are the objectives, right? right, right. His, his objective was just getting good outside shooters, not creating yeah. a, a great team. Well, because the outside shooters are probably the sexy part of lacrosse. That that's the, that's the, you know, the three-pointer in, in basketball. That's the, you know, the home run hitter in, in baseball. Those are the exactly. ones that people notice and see. But it's, that, it's the inside crease. It's the people who are making the stuff move every single day in small increments that move everything forward a whole lot better and a whole lot more consistent than the, than the outside shooters or the home run hitters. Exactly. And, so, yeah. and I mean, it, what happened from there for me was I was, I was in a, a generation of players who were pretty good. Um, they, we, I wouldn't say we were the best in the state, but we were in contention for some of yeah. the best players in the state. And I was the only one from my generation uh, from, that graduated from that high school who actually continued to play NCAA lacrosse throughout wow. the entire yeah. college career. It's yeah. because, because it was not the, you know, it's not the right fit. And they were yeah. fantastic players, but they weren't getting played right. And right. when they went on to college, they didn't know how to play right. And either they had to try and figure it out and didn't, or they just didn't care about lacrosse enough to continue on. Yeah. Or here's, here's another analogy that you can pull from that is they were so beat down with their, their passion was so beat down because because all they did, and I'm, you can't see me on, online, but I'm doing <laughs> the quote unquote, all the quote, unquote, all of them. Yeah. All around is because they were doing the everyday stuff that makes things go forward. Their passion was beat down because they weren't the, the outside shooter or they weren't the home run hitter. So therefore they lost their passion and weren't willing to work hard where they could have been the star athlete that, you know, that went, but they, it was beat down from them. I and mean, I think that's the analogy that you can bring to the workplace is that, oh, yeah. you know, is you have the people who are the, the ones who do the everyday stuff and they don't get the recognition or they don't get the, the glory because they're not the home run hitter. You know, it, you know, sure, it's fine to hit the home run, but if you're doing the work day in and day out and you're doing it a good, authentic, human, you know, human scale pace, then I think that's a great place to be. You know, it's, it's hard to hit home runs every at bat. Yeah. And, and like, let's face it. If if you look at major league baseball, right. You don't have that many major league baseball players who are home run hitters. There's very few of them. Like on, on a single team, maybe there's three of them that are regular players on on the team. It's not that many when you have the full lineup and usually they're not the first ones up to bat. Why? Because they need other people on base to make right. them really effective. Right. And what do we glorify? You know, glorify? What do we, you know, what do we hold in high esteem? It's the home run hitter. So I think it's the nature of, of, of humans that we, you know, we look for the superstars and we look for the, but, you know, in, in everyday real life grunt level business day to day, it's, it's, you know, it's the players are in the crease. It's the, the players that bat for average. It's the, you know, it's, it's the people who block shots in basketball and I'm yeah. out of sports analogies, but, yeah. but, like, but yeah, it's so true. And, and, and how many businesses go under because they don't appreciate the people who do the little work. They only so appreciate, nice. they put so much focus on the, the all-star hitter that they lose right. the rest of their team who is actually doing the legwork to get the home run right. winner to actually succeed at such a high level. Right. And that's, I mean, and, you know, and, and to kind of pull it back around, that's what I see so often 
on, you know, when I'm, I'm scrolling through Facebook or the Instagrams or, you know, and looking at all the ads and stuff and I see, you know, and, and I've gotten to where I don't even go on webinars anymore. I hate to say this because I just get tired of being told I live, you know, I live in a bazillion dollar house and I do this and I do this and, and how much of that is truly authentic and how much of that is, is really real. Cause you know, are they, are they truly home run hitters or are they just pretending to be? So yeah, it's, and, it's, and that's, that's such a big problem yeah. in, in all of the marketing on social media that you see. You, you see like the 20 the something year old kid in a Lamborghini and they're like, yeah, I have six of these bad boys and I live right. in the mansion. And it's all like, do you actually own all of that? Or right. did you uh, lease them for like, the shoot? Yeah. Did you rent them for like an hour so that you could like quickly take all these right. videos and, and make it sound like you're really cool? And not actually be cool. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I guess my feeling is that if you really own six Lamborghinis, you probably only have to show one. Do you really yeah. have to show all six? But anyway, yeah. you know, it's, it's you know, kind of a, a little far away where, where we're going. But, you know, it's, I think it's an interesting place where we are now is, is it seems that you, know, you have to show the home runs. You have to show the bigger to be appreciated. It's not the, the little everyday stuff that you do all, you know, all the day yeah. long. Yeah. Well, and like, I, I may be a little facetious, but I see someone like that and I'm kind of like, I think you're probably a bad business owner because there's so much waste in, <laughs> in your money right there. Like, because those cars, one, are, are expensive. Two, they're expensive to upkeep. Yeah. You have a mansion. That's great. They cost a lot of money to upkeep. I, I, was, yeah. I was reading this story of... Um, online earlier today of a mansion that 50 cent owned right he oh, yeah. wasn't living there like no one was living there like this is how it, it had been left alone for so long someone stole from the property oh, and then wow. reportedly said oh i thought i got rid of that house oh right? wow <laughs> now now yeah. this house right costs seventy thousand dollars per month wow. to maintain per month that that um, is what eight hundred fifty nine hundred twenty thousand dollars a year i mean you're you're rubbing up close to a million dollars a year just for upkeep for a house right, that right. no one is using so so if if you're living and and I'm not saying the the mansions in these you know in these videos are that big, right but if you're living in a mansion that size, you're probably playing a couple thousand dollars per month on upkeep and taxes alone and are are you actually using that mansion to its fullest extent? Yeah. Uh, my guess yeah, is yeah. probably not. And if if you're fully using the mansion, you're probably fully using it for the wrong reasons, like parties and stuff. <laughs> and so so like like to me, I see that and I'm I'm not I'm not only not impressed, right? But I'm actually kind of turned off because I feel yeah. like you could be using that money in so many better ways to make your business a lot better. Like yeah. maybe one cool sports car. Great. Have a great house too. I'm not saying like you yeah. should live in a shack in the middle of the woods, right? Like sure. Have a good house, yeah. but like also live with what you need, not just like all these fancy gizmos yeah. and gadgets that have no purpose in the end. Well, yeah, it, there, there's something to be said though for the flip side of if they truly are making that amount of money and they're, they're doing, you know, their life's purpose and they're, and they're helping people along with this, 
then and you want to spend seventy thousand dollars that you throw out the you know throw out with the the bathwater every month <laughs> great you know? yeah. i i gotta tell you in, in all transparency i ain't there yet <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's okay not i'm not either <laughs> <laughs> that's not me <laughs> you know my grass needs cutting you know the, the floor needs vacuuming and you know definitely that it's, it's real life but yeah um, and you know? you know what i i would love to be at in a position to be able to to spend seventy thousand dollars per month on my home for maintenance, right? Yeah. But like, if if I'm not living there, right? Right. Or if yeah. I'm not able to fully utilize the house, it's it's still a waste, yeah. right? And yeah. I mean, like, some of these mansions are like ten plus rooms. Like, okay, so do you have ten plus people living in the house daily? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And and. and and possibly more because sometimes significant others, right? Yeah. And, and hopefully you're, you're living in the same room if they're your significant other, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, at, at least that, that's my hope. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that, that's my, you know, that's my hope of how people should live when they're married and stuff. And it doesn't yeah. always work out that way to, to my dismay, but you know, that's just, that's life yeah. sometimes. That's and the way um, it that's the like, way. like if, if you, have people living in all 10 of those rooms. Awesome. That's great. And you have the ability to have $70,000 per month go out the window just for maintenance. Awesome. Go for it. Right. I'm not saying like those are bad. It's more, it's more when like you obviously don't need all of that stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and you know, and sometimes Cody, it becomes a matter of my mind can expand that big to understand the mentality of throwing away $70,000. And, and that's probably why I don't have $70,000 to throw away because, because my mind doesn't expand that. I'm, I'm probably a little more practical than that, but, but uh, it's, you know, it's, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, Hey, it's more power to you if you're there, if, you know, if you treat it well. And, and I think that's, you know, I think that's part of it is, you know, being able to treat what you're given with respect and to do good things with it. And, um, you know, and I'm not going to go to be so tried as to help people because I think that's very arbitrary is what people help people with. Um, you know, everybody has a different value set point on that, on what is, oh, yeah. what is helping somebody. For some people, it may be, I'm not going to help them unless I can give to a third world country or I can't do this or I can't do this. But, you know, there's help in your own backyard too. So, um, so I guess it gets very, you know, personal about what <laughs> what what becomes that you know but uh, yeah and, but, it's, and like, but it's interesting you're right right that if you do if you are able to generate that kind of income like it it really becomes a testament of who you are what you do with that money right you know right. and some of us can't imagine what it's like to have an extra seventy thousand dollars to do whatever we want right you know and I would like to believe more of us would utilize that money to help others, right? Mm -hmm. And how mm -hmm. that is, is obviously going to be defined differently. Yeah. You know, yeah. whether it's putting that money into research that is going to help future generations or putting that money into programs that are helping people who are going through hard times now. Right. Or, or, or yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can utilize money in great ways. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of ways you can utilize money in terrible ways. And at the end yeah. of the day, I think it's just a testament of who you are. Yeah. It all comes back to, as we said earlier, to your values and, you know, and what you believe in and, you know, kind of your life experiences, how you, um, how you view 
how you view opportunities, you know, kind of it all, it all correlates and, and comes into one big ball that you, that you either pass or throw or, you know, or, or shoot three points with. So it's, uh, it's, you know, it's interesting. And, it, and it's interesting too, when you th talk about, you know, using 70,000 as the benchmark, there are some small business owners out there which, you know, if they make 70,000 in a year, it's going to mm -hmm. be a great year for them. So, yeah. you know, it's, it, it's just also relative. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is very relative. And, and, and the, the, the other thing, right. And, and this just popped in my head is you don't need an extra $70,000 to make a difference no. in, in the world. Right. Like, yeah. like so, so often I feel like people are like, I can't give any of this money for any good purposes until I reach that point. Right, it's like, well, right. your chances of reaching that point are very unlikely because you're not figuring out how to utilize the money you have now right. to the ends you want. And so, so to be able to actually get to that end is going to be extremely difficult for you, right. I feel. Well, and I also pe think people, a lot of times they get so focused on the money, they forget that they have time to give. Yeah. And it's oh not gosh. just... I'm going to give X amount of dollars. It's I'm going to give X amount of hours because that's something that most of us can find and we forget. And sometimes that's not as valued as much as X amount of money. But you know, if I, I have a, an hourly rate of what I charge when I charge hourly, this is how much I charge per hour. So if I think I've got a hundred hours to give over the course of the next two months, then that could be $20,000 that I'm giving. Yeah. Or you know, thirty thousand, depending on on what I set as my hourly rate of what I'm doing. So, and that's very valuable as well. And we forget we can we can gift experience and we can gift time. It doesn't have to be dollars and cents. And sometimes time is is more valuable. You know, going to spend time with children in foster care, oh or, or, or you know, yeah. I mean, that, or your own children, your own like children, that, yes, or or your parents, or that. you know, whatever, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. like like yeah. we we. Even if you have a value on your time, right? Like my services are worth $20 an hour, $50 an hour, $100 Whatever, an hour, yeah. $500 yeah. an hour. Like I don't care what your, your, your right. hourly services are, right? Sometimes the time you spend with one person is, is so valuable that their life will be changed forever. Yeah. And it, it might take one small, tiny moment to do that. Even, even so much as a smile has literally changed people's lives forever. One right. smile. And, and what does that cost you? Right? right. Holding and, the door open for somebody when oh you're walking gosh. out, you know, man yeah. or woman, hold the door yeah. open for somebody walking out of the restaurant or, you know, or the bathroom or whatever. It's, you know, it's just those simple things that we forget. Letting somebody in on the interstate into the lane, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And this happens at Atlanta around all the time where, you know, traffic, you know, traffic signals are a serving suggestion. You know, they're not required, Oh boy! <laughs> but you know, and people all the time, if you put your blinker on, they tend to ignore you. But if you just barge right in, you barge right in, but you know, just letting somebody in and I'm, I'm, you know, I have to say, I'm probably guilty of that too. <laughs> Got to get where I'm going, you know? <laughs> and, and sometimes that's just a product of where you're at, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. How much traffic, but, but yeah, I mean, it's just those, those little things and the, you know, the, the random acts of kindness that, that happen around, you know, definitely. And, can make a difference. Um, th there's a there's a book out there called Love 2.0. Uh, 
um, oh. which is um, basically our, our concepts of love is, is love 0.0 would be love of yourself, right? Which you have to start with yourself first because you can't give what you don't have, right? So you start with yourself. You have to love with, you have to love yourself because that's required first before you can actually love someone else. If, and, and I've, I've been in this situation where I didn't love myself really. Sure. And I've been in relationships where I didn't fully love myself, but I was with someone else. And those relationships all ended terribly. Why? Because I hadn't started with myself and I hadn't yeah. put good value into myself first, which led to really bad relationships, you know? So you have to start with love 0.0. Absolutely. And then you have love 1.0 which is what we normally think of when we think love, like our children, our parents, our siblings, you know, the, the people who are really close to us, maybe a best friend, right? Um, and and that, that's like your love 1.0. And that's what most people think of when they think of love, right? Mm -hmm. And then the book, Love 2.0, talks about what is the next level. And really, it's just the little acts of kindness that goes around having a conversation with the cash with the cashier as what? you're, you're take, getting ready to go through the line for, um, for your groceries right. or having a small conversation with your server about yeah. their day, you know, and like these things can change people's lives. It's so yeah. simple. It's just a tiny thing might take five minutes out of oh, your yeah. day. Right? Put the phone down. Exactly. Put the <laughs> yeah. phone down when you're having a conversation. Yeah. Or you, put the phone down when you're going through the grocery store. <laughs> like, that drives me crazy. I I hate to see that happen. You know, when people are on the phone and they don't even acknowledge who's there. They're, yeah. It's like there's a human standing in front of you and you're talking on the phone. I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely understand that. Yeah. I'm getting to the point where my phone is staying in the car. I'm getting to the point where I'm not answering my phone all the time. If you call me today, I'm sorry I didn't answer the phone. But, you know, just because I'm, I'm trying to respect that time that is either mine. And I, just because we can reach, be reached 24-7 doesn't mean we should. Exactly. You know, it's, you oh, know, yeah. So it, it's starting, I'm starting to like be the, be the opposite, be the antithesis, you know? Definitely. Um. <laughs> I've got, I've got a mentor of mine, Brian Johnson. He's, he's completely radical with his, his phone use. He basically hasn't used it for like years now. Wow. The, the only way to get in communication with him is either through Slack, if you're part of his Slack group, which he uses for his team, or through uh -huh. his wife. Like if, oh, really? <laughs> if, if you're not in his Slack yeah. and you don't have his wife's number, you're not going to get a hold of him ever. Yeah. Right. So now how does he do business then? Well, this is a great question. He utilizes Slack and he has people handle it. the communication. That's not him. Huh. Right. Huh. And his team knows that when he's on Slack, he can be communicated with. And if he's not on Slack, you're not going to get a hold of him. And that's if it's a dire emergency, you get a hold of his wife. Wow. That's, and that's the yeah. only way you get a hold of him. Yeah. That's, that's now he's like the far, far end. Right. <laughs> He, he, right. he likes to call himself a hermit, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and he's, he's kind of transforming himself um, in, in more recent times a little bit. But yeah. it's been quite a few years where he's been in what he calls hermit mode, which yeah. is basically you can't get a hold of him unless, uh, unless okay. it's very specific circumstances. Cody, thank you for making me feel better about not answering the two phone calls I didn't answer <laughs> an hour ago. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's like, hey, I, I'm about to get on this podcast. I'm not going to answer the call. Definitely. <laughs> so, so yeah, well, thank you. Well, for I appreciate that because then we get to have this awesome conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and like, like, phone, like phone usage has become so destructive. Yeah. Um, there, there's a study where um, they, they took two different groups of people, right? They took one group of people who had their cell phones out during like a test. They were taking some sort of standardized test. And the other uh, group of people that didn't have the phones on them at all, right? And the people who had the phones on them did significantly worse than the people who right. didn't have the phones on. Is that diversion all, of attention, right? yeah. Yeah, now it gets yeah. crazier, right? If the, if the person at the front of the, the room, right, the, the teacher or the prop, the proctor or whatever that, that person's role is, right? If they had a phone on the table in front of them, not even using it, just on the table in the same room as the people taking the test, the, the scores went down as if they had their own phone, phones on them. Really? Oh, that's yeah. interesting. I'll have to yeah. Google that. That is how significant of, um, of attention phones draw from us. Yes. It doesn't yes. even have to be our phone. If, it, if it's a phone, in the same room as us is already distracting our attention. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, I, my son is uh, 21 and so he, he's an only child. We were a little bit later having him. And so when, when he was little and we would go out to restaurants, you know, we never let him take a Game Boy or a PS2 or whatever the games were, you know, in the early two thousands. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds weird. You know, when it, when it was two or three and it would be so easy to hand him one of those and train, you know, just say here, you know, make yourself comfortable because we didn't have smartphones then smartphones didn't come out yeah. for a while, but they did have the little game boys or the little, you know, portable things, but we never let him take those Cause we just felt like, you know, if he was going to be at the dinner table, he was going to sit and talk to us. And that was not an easy way to entertain him. And wasn't until much later we were sitting at a restaurant and of course he used to hate that, especially when he was seven and eight and he yeah. would have to talk to the people at the table instead of getting to indulge in, in, you know, games like everybody, other kid around him was getting to do. So later he was probably maybe 15 or 16. We were at a restaurant and we were looking at the people next door and all of their kids, they were all heads down playing games. Nobody was talking. And he looked over at the, the, the words that every parent wants to hear was I get it. You were right. I understand why you did what you did. And it was like, yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> victory. Yes, victory. And he understood, you know, understood how why the mechanics of that. So now as a 21-year-old, he can actually have a conversation with people at a dinner table that, you know, other other of his friends cannot do. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's really interesting you know, when you, when you see the kids that are his age that are growing up now, I think he's like on the very beginning cusp of what they're calling Gen Z. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see that group, the next behind your group of, of generation coming up, how the, the technology is going to change them. Definitely. And, 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 and social. it's, it's already having an impact. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a large group of that generation right now who don't really understand how to have conversations, right. you know, and, and right. that's a really bad place to be when you get into the workforce yeah. because you when have I, to have conversations. You have to. And I did read, and I'd have to go back and look up and read, you know, and, and delve into it a little bit more, but I did, I did read that, that the Gen Z, because they've grown up with the technology, it's not so, um, 
it's not so special and unique. They grow up so they could look at something, put it back down. They're not going to be so anti-focused as the, the millennial generation is pur purported to be, <laughs> you, know, that, you know, that they can, that they get in and they get on, they get on and they start, they start playing with them. Whereas this, and I see this with my son, he'll pick up, he'll look at a text, he'll put it back in his pocket and he just keeps right on going. So I think that'll be interesting to see the differences in the two generations growing up now with the, with the technology and how well, it affects and, them. And, and there's, I have some hesitation in that theory, right? Because, because to some extent, I can see that being true, like because you've become normalized to it, it doesn't yes. impact you at such a high level. But just because it doesn't impact you at such a high level doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't impact you at all. And yeah. I, I think that is that is a huge thing. It's um, it, um, I'm trying to think of the exact um, quote, but basically to, to become normalized to a sick nation is not a, 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 a showing of health, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. Yeah, and, and, and that's a very good point you made up about the new normal. What's the normalization of it? Because disruption is still disruption, even mm -hmm. though it's quick. And you brought up a good point that I hadn't thought about is, you know, okay, yeah, he, he might could put it in his in pocket, but it's still disrupting what you've done. And now you still have to go back to the task at hand, whatever that may be. How much longer is that going to take? I think I read the study somewhere that said it was took 20 minutes to get back on task when you've been, when you've had yep. a disruption. So I've, is that I've read something that, very yeah. similar, like 15 to 30 minutes somewhere yeah. is usually what they say. Some, and you know, different reports say slightly different right. things. Independent, I guess, individual and stuff like that. So yeah. So that will be the interesting study to watch is, is this supposed new normal going to change that dynamic? Of well, and I would, I would venture to go and say it's not going to change the dynamic because I think some of these things are just very inherently wired into us, the way we function and, and the way phones are designed and apps and, and all these fun gizmos and gadgets we've got, they're designed to overtake our attention. They're literally designed to be addictive. Like it's designed yeah. to be like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like it's, it's designed so much like that, that a lot of the, the people who create these technologies don't even allow their kids to utilize them. Yeah, that's crazy. And Steve Jobs didn't let his children use an iPod or an iPad, mm, right? Because crazy. he understood how they were utilized. Like if, if the creator doesn't let their own family utilize the technology they're creating, right. that, that's, that's a red flag in my mind on values, yeah, right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Very cool. So, yeah. so, and, and like when, um, uh, we, we can't multitask. That's what a lot of the science is saying right now. It's like impossible to multitask. What we do is we, we task switch, which basically means we put focus here and then we switch focus here and then mm -hmm. we switch focus back. And every time you switch focus, you have to, there, there's a little bit of a startup you have to do. Right. Even, even if it's not the full 15, 20 minutes, right. There's always something. Right. For right. instance, right. You're reading in a book, a text message goes off. So you look at your phone and then you go back to the book, right. How often do you look at the exact word you stopped on? Oh, right? absolutely. It's yeah. rare. Usually yeah. you go back a sentence or two and start it over, right. Or a page or a paragraph or yeah. Exactly. And so, so <laughs> that's the cost of task switching, right. Mm -hmm. 
And then if, if you try to take into account, it takes 15 to 20 minutes mm -hmm. to, or, or even maybe even 30 minutes to, to really get your focus in onto one thing, like to the highest level. And you have distractions coming at you like every minute now, right? Yeah. You have a generation of people that are normalized to, to never having focus. Mm. So, so the interesting question will be is how do you, you know, as we move forward, how are we going to, how are we going to adapt the new normal and how much work is actually going to be getting done? You know, how are we going to adjust to this and how are, you know, or, or are we going to become like your, like your mentor, you know, the hermit that only, <laughs> you can only come, you know, talk with me through Slack because I can, this is something I can control. I control when I go on to Slack or when I don't. You know, my business coach, he has an autoresponder on his email that I, I tried for two days that basically says, thanks for emailing me. I, e I watch, I do my emails in the morning and at night. And, you know, and it's a really funny, cute, fun email to read that says, I'm not letting you disturb me. I'm going to say on my, on my task and I will, I will reply at my con at my convenience, not yours. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I tried it and it just didn't feel, it didn't sit well with me with the way I do business. So I'm like, all right, let me try to figure out another way to do this. You know, I wish we could put text autoresponders on our iPhones that says, Hey, I'll get back with you in about an hour. <laughs> I yeah. got it. Quit texting me. I got your text. No, you don't need to call me to see if I got the text. I got it. <laughs> I just hadn't answered it yet. <laughs> so, so yeah. That's, Definitely. I guess, yeah, there, there, there's our business, Cody. We can go in together with business and, and design an app that does that. Yeah. If, if awesome. I so much should do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And, and I would love to be able to, to one day now this is, this is long into the future. It's not anytime soon, but I would love to one day create a hardware that allows you to be fully productive. Um, and what that means is is very up in the air right now but it's it's one of those lofty ideas i have for the future of yeah. creating not not just the software but an actual hardware that'll allow you to fully stay productive i i can you know, i can give you a start on that <laughs> go to office depot and buy a lockbox and throw your phone in it and your computer in it and your ipad <laughs> you know, it's, that's being a little tongue-in-cheek but, but it's almost you know, you know it's almost that, that you're is where it's going to get that you just kind of have to put them away and you know yeah. and and uh, put them in a different room have like yeah. a box under a box that you yeah. put it in when you're working on certain things yeah, yeah. but there but there you know I was kind of laughing about that but there is there is some value to that is you know and that that could be more of an educational thing about teaching people how to you know how to be productive now and in the in the new normal Definitely. Yeah. And, and there are a lot of people that are fighting for that too, right now, not yeah. just me, but like, like my mentor, Brian Johnson, he's one of the people that fights for things like that. He's the guy who does put his phone in a box under a box in the closet. <laughs> he's, he's literally the guy yeah. who does that. So, yeah. um, so that, that actually got to be a better normal than that. Though. That's a little <laughs> extreme. <laughs> well, I mean, it works for him though. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, but it's not necessarily always the right first step. Right. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of like looking at LeBron James and being like, okay, I've never played basketball, but I plan to be LeBron James tomorrow. Right. right? Like it, right. it doesn't usually work that well. All right. right. It's, it's, it's kind of that kind of a situation you've yeah. got going on. He's, he's kind of set up all his systems so he's able to do that. That's, oh, not, sure. 
that's not most people's normal. And I don't think it should be most people's normal. Well, and you have the passion to want to do that. You know, it, it, we've kind of come for, for a circle with the conversation because we're back to, you know, systems and routines and passions and, you know, and, and finding, finding what your new normal is and what works for you and, you know, and, and putting it all in. So it's, it's, you know, it's really, a, it, it's a very cool place to be in this, in this era of life. Wherever, oh, yeah. whatever your age is, because, you know, there's always stuff to learn. There's always, you know, there's so much information out there and there's so much cool stuff out there that, you know, that it's, you know, and, and we'll look for the new normal for, you know, for when you design your, your product. That, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How many years out in the future it is. Yeah. And, and hey. it, I mean, it's not happening right now. This is not my plan at the moment. I have other things I'm focused on yeah. right now. But it's it's one of those I've got I've got a lot of big ideas that I would love to to implement into the world. And just yeah. because I have these lovely ideas, right? And and ta- like tying this back into what we were talking about, right? These are home run ideas. Oh yeah. Right? I'm I'm not expecting to get a home run today. I'm just I'm I'm running the the RBI, the the you know, let's yeah. get the, let's keep getting on base, you know, let's get that yeah. good average going. I don't need to, you know strike out 500 times oh, to right. try and get a home run right, right, right. now. And, and sometimes it. you just need to bunt the guy over. Or exactly. Girl. You know, just bunt him over, do your thing and walk away because you've done your part for the team. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff to do. No doubt. So, so, so Lori, how did you get onto this path with all this wonderful knowledge we've been talking about <laughs> and all this fun stuff? How, how did you get here? Um, it's real, you know, it's kind of funny because I started out, you know, trying to condense a long story cause I'm a little older than you, but <laughs> trying to, hey, con- I started out wrong with that. <laughs> hey, I some started- people have long lives and they have really short stories. And there are some people who've had short <laughs> lives and have very long stories. I counted that <laughs> one day. I, you know, it took, it took all 10 fingers and all 10 toes plus a couple to figure out all I've done, you know, so you know, all the different, all the different things that led me here. But I originally just originally started out being a teacher and I was going to, you know, have the 2.5 kids and teach and have my summers off and we we're going to take great vacations. The white picket fence exactly. and the dog and the, exactly. the, the, nice, the, and the, cat you know, the and, pool yeah. and the yeah. nice community where you walk outside and you're like, Hey Joe, Hey, yeah. Andy, a cup of sugar today? Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, and then life changes and then, you know, life changes. And then I, you know, as you go forward, I discovered that I could not afford date clothes <laughs> on a teacher salary because I was now found myself single again. So um, I left teaching and went to just said I wasn't going to sign my contract, which for a teacher is a big deal because you always sign the contract because that means you know that if you don't find a job, you got a job. Yeah. So I just said, you know what, if I do that, I, I will be back to teaching. And um, went to work for a company that um, I learned, kind of got started with my graphics and my print background and design background. And that all kind of coalesced into what I had taught anyway. So, you know, just one job led to another. And I met my, I met my husband who was from New Jersey and moved up there and worked, worked for a company. Um, very small business. You know, it was, it was just the two of us. And after about three or four years of that, I realized that I'm basically giving him half of my profit to carry my receivables. And that's it. He was, I was doing all my own invoicing. I was doing everything else. The only thing he was doing was carrying my receivables. 
so I really had no, it was not a conscious decision to become an entrepreneur. It was just a selfish, I want to keep all my money <laughs> decision. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to start my own business. I'm going to do my own thing. And I said, I will never compete with him. I will not go after his clients who, you know, I took out 99.9% .9 of my clients. The only one that didn't come with me was one I had just started with and she didn't know me. And so I started, you know, I woke up one morning and it was like, holy s what have i done and started my own business and haven't looked back and then but that was in 1994 and i was doing marketing packaging i was doing binders and folders and software packaging and video packaging and this was when you know internet was still a dial-up people didn't really start having internet people didn't have yeah. email addresses so the dial-up tone in the background. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And what is this internet thing? Nobody really <laughs> knew. So in 2006, all of a sudden, everybody was, you know, uh, people didn't need customized binders. They didn't need video packaging because live stream, you know, Netflix was just kind of starting to come in and, you know, people were ordering discs online and, you know, they would bring them to their mailbox and, and Blockbuster was slowly dying. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but companies were still doing some video patch packaging and some DVD packaging because it was cheaper at the time, but I could see the writing on the wall and I said, you know what? I've either got to totally revamp my business, which at that point I was just kind of tired of it. Or, you know, so I kind of, you know, you came to one of those crossroads of I go right or I go left. So I just decided I was going to go straight. And <laughs> I went, I went back to corporate. I, you know, worked for a couple of jobs. I sold print. I did a couple of things and the economy was going down the toilet at that point. So there weren't a lot of jobs. Yeah. And I can't. I conned, talked myself into a job for a, a digital company, a digital marketing company. He wanted somebody to set appointments for him. And he was going to pay me per appointment. And I just said, well, I can make all the, because I'm pretty connected. I love connecting people. I can make you all the appointments that you want, but do you want, and you can pay me per appointment, but do you want good appointments or do you just want appointments? Or do you want me to get you qualified people that you can actually sell? So teach me the business <laughs> so that I can do this for you. And I ended up being his account manager for a lot of years and discovered during that time that if I learned how to, um, work the back end of a, of a website, which I had no idea. I'd never, you know, that was not something that was me, but I, if a customer called in and said, Hey, can you change this line to this line? If I did that and learned how to do it, it's it, they were happier because they got it done quickly. The, the support team was happier because I didn't have to write a ticket and it didn't become a three or four day process just to change one line of text. So I kind of started doing on my own. I, you know, I still have my copy of WordPress for Dummy downstairs from 2010. Awesome. <laughs> and, and yeah, YouTube was starting to come in and people were starting to put, so I'd start going onto YouTube and kind of learning, you know, I just taught myself. And then, you know, fast forward a couple of years, I got laid off and a, a client that I went to high school with tried to find me and said, hey, I'm finally ready to redo my 2003 website. You know, are you... You know, I couldn't find you. And I said, well, you know, I'm no longer there. He said, well, are you interested in building one? Yeah, I'll never built one before, but hey, you know, I'll give it a try <laughs> if you're patient. And he did and he paid me. And then another friend came in and I built theirs and another friend. And finally, a business coach said, why aren't you doing this full time? You know, what are you doing? So I'm like, you know what? You're right. I was building some pretty darn good websites, not knowing what I was doing. <laughs> you know, so 
so that's kind of, you know, came around just very much in a nutshell. It's a very meandering kind of path, but it, but it all stayed like in the same area. It's still design. It was still, but I found that through all of the years of, of working in all the different businesses and all the things I did, my marketing, uh, you know, I had a, a really good background in marketing. So, and somehow these things just occur to me you know, that might help somebody. So uh, that's kind of a long story short of how it, it came to be, you know, so the business coach on a Thursday said, why aren't you doing this full time? And on Friday, I started full time and said, you're right. I started with zero money. <laughs> you know, and I couldn't even afford the hosting of my own website at that point, <laughs> but you know, Hey, it all, it all comes full circle. Definitely. And, but, but that's awesome. Right. Because, because like with with that last piece that you you were saying, like you didn't have the money to host your own website. Like how often does that prevent people from taking a step forward on the path that they really feel like is the path they should be on? Oh yeah. Uh, Many times I can't do this until I do this. I can't do this until I, this, you just have to start. Exactly. You just have to, it doesn't matter where you're starting, just start. Because any step forward is going to be a step forward. If not, you're standing still or going backwards. Definitely. And yeah. And it's because I'm just always a firm believer that if you, if you sit down and stop and take a deep breath and figure out where you are and get rid of the obstacles and just say, what, what's the worst that can happen? Not exactly. much. Not much, <laughs> you know. I, I was listening to a podcast earlier today, right? And um, I, 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 um, shoot, I can't think of the the name of the person who was speaking, but but what she was saying is, is she she does speaking, right? Yeah. And so there's she has a lot of times where someone will ask her a question, like how, like what would you have done if everything went wrong, right? Because yeah. the person who's asking the question is in this is in this position where they want to move forward, but they're worried about what's going to go wrong. Yeah. And she she says, "Well, I always pose the question back to them. Well, what what would you do if it went wrong?" Mm-hmm. And they go, "Well, I would, you know, I'd probably get a job and make things work somehow, right?" Mm-hmm. And she goes, "Great. Now, what would you do if everything went right?" Yeah. And she says. Uh, it, it's always dead silent after that because people don't think about what would happen if it goes right. They already know exactly what's going to happen if it goes wrong. So why are you so focused about it going wrong if you already right. have a plan for it, it going wrong? You don't need to focus on it, on it anymore. You already know. So start yeah. focusing on the, like, what would you do if it went right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, and, and looking at from that perspective, it, you know, it opens up different doors that you didn't, you know, if you put yourself, it's going right, then this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And it's going to trigger something that will say, Oh, I haven't thought of it that way. But you know, my theory about worrying is, you know, of course there's things that I worry about sometimes, but I'm not a big worrier. Worrier, worrying doesn't solve anything. Worrying isn't going to change the outcome. Only action changes the outcome. So if you spend your productive time worrying, then, then you're not going to have a good outcome because you're stuck. But if you spend that time and think, okay, let's you know, think outside the box. Let me put the quotation marks up again. <laughs> <laughs> then, then th- there's a lot of value in that thinking outside. What can I do differently? What, okay, let me walk through this process. What does this look like? It's like you said, if you're looking at it as, a, as if it's going right, you're going to see the path. 
may not be the path that you, you, you chose or you thought about, but there's going to be a path there. Might be small, might be thin, but it lets you go and, and you go forward. Definitely. And in my mind, I just imagine a, a mountain, right? That's mm-hmm. ahead of you, right? And, mm-hmm. and there are some people that are like trying to scramble up these really craggly rocks and they're like, this is the only way to get up there, right? And so like most people just try and scramble up these rocks and they, there's like, there's no footholds or anything. And so they're just kind of like, they're jumping, trying to get up and then they fall right. back down. And then they're like, they, they just continue doing the same thing over and over. And if they would like just stop for a moment and then look around and be like, oh wait, hold on. I think that's a path over there. And it looks right. not really steep. Maybe if I go over there, like I, I get these guys are saying this is the only way to do it, but maybe yeah. if I try this, something yeah. different will happen. Right. And then all of a sudden, like it's a small path, but then it gets really wide and it's like almost flat going right. all the way around to the top of the hill. Right. Or Cody, it could be still really steep. Yeah. It's just a different level of steep or maybe the steep isn't as long or it's a shorter steep or it's a, you know, it's a steep, but it's going a different way. You know, I just, I always say everything is, is fixable. You know, it, it may not be fixable in the way that you vision the fixable but everything is fixable. I hate the word no. (laughs) (laughs) No, you can't do that. Oh, watch me. (laughs) That's that's a challenge. Challenge accepted. (laughs) And and I I love that kind of mindset, right? Because I I think more people should see no as a challenge. Mm -hmm. And um, this this is something that Zig Ziglar talks about a lot, Mm -hmm. who's awesome, fantastic person on sales, right? no isn't a no, right? Um, No means that you've reached a decision maker and that they just don't have enough information to make the best decision possible. Mm -hmm. That's all a no means, right? Right. Or it's the the proverbial, not now. Yeah. 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 But then, but then even if it's not now, are you sure it's not now? Because maybe it is what you need now. Maybe, right? Maybe you're trying to get through a wall right? And there's a door right next to the wall. And I, I this is just the key to get through that door, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And if, if you want to get through the door, I've got the key. I mean, you can continue to pound yeah. on the wall and hope you Hulk smash through it, but there's right. no guarantee it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Or I've got the just, key. <laughs> just ask for the key. Oh, yeah. you want the key. Huh. <laughs> ask for it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and like so many times people take the no as like, that's the end of the conversation. Like right. I failed. Right? right. And when I feel like no should be a challenge, like, okay, not like, like I have to show you I'm better. Right. But like, no, okay, yeah. awesome. I haven't just, I just haven't shown you why this is good for you. Right. You know? And it's not about me. It's not about why it's great mm-hmm. for me because yeah. you know, the only reason it's great for me is because I get paid at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. Well, and it, and it, that doesn't motivate the other person. <laughs> no, it, but that brings up the whole sales conversation, which is probably a whole nother podcast, but, but it's the, you know, it's the whole, you know, I, I'm working on my, my marketing pack. And one of the things I say is sales is yucky. Sales is not yucky because if you truly have, have something that you believe in and that you know will help someone, will it particularly help you? Maybe, maybe not but it will help somebody out there, then you're not selling them something. You're, you're giving them what they need at the time. And that's, that's the way I love to look at, look at business and, you know, 
life philosophy and everything is that if I can help somebody with what they need at the time, I'm not selling them something. You know, I'm, you know, selling them something they don't want is selling them, you know, a vacuum cleaner that when they've got, you know, that cleans carpet when you got hardwood <laughs> floors. Now that's selling, you know, something that people, that's the, the, you know, the old ooh, yucky sells. Yeah. Selling. That's the, that's the used car salesman model. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going to, you know, piss off the used car salesman, but yeah, I'll let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> and you yeah. know what? There's, there's good yeah. used car salesmen out there, Absolutely. but it's, it's, that's the stereotype, yeah. right? Oh yeah. So so what can I do to make this sale today? You just lost that sale today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and even if you got that sale today, you don't get the next sale from that person. Mm -hmm. They're gone right. after that. Oh, good point. Yeah, right. And, right. and any business owner knows that the repeat sale is worth far much more than yeah. a new sale because it's a lot easier to get a repeat sale than it is to get a new customer. Oh, yeah. That's why, that's why so many businesses are doing subscription models today. Yeah. Why? Because it's easier to maintain a customer and get them to continue to pay mm -hmm. than to onboard a brand new customer that has no relationship with you. Right, right. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's so much, you know, as I said before, there's so much cool stuff about business out there today that it's just, it's fun to, you know, and, and, and the beauty of our technology today is you, you've got access to all of this. You know, you've got access oh, to yeah. all of the, you know, every things that people are, are thinking and, and new points of view and, you know, all the content that's out there in the blogs and the books and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's, you know, it's such a podcast. It's yeah. such a fun place to be in because you can get so much access to that. And I Definitely. love, love, oh, yeah. love, love, love listening to, listen to the podcast, love reading books. You know, I'm a big reader, so love all that. Definitely. Me too. I, and I, I a hundred percent uh, in a full agreement with you there. That's why I, I like, I'm working on my own book. That's why I have my own podcast. Okay. I love yeah. contributing to that. Right. Yeah. But there, yeah. there's a big key that we all have to remember. Right. And it's not just about getting into that information, but it's about what do you actually do? How do you act from that information? Right. That, you know, it's just we like are. your values, right? Your values are worthless unless you act in them. You know, yeah. your purpose is worthless unless you act into your purpose. Good point. You're, you know, your, your business is worthless unless you act on your business. It's mm -hmm. all about how do you act at the end of the day. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. I, um, I just finished, there's a, a gentleman by the name of Mark Schaefer. He's my new business crush. I've read every, okay. I'm, 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 I think I've got one more book to read of his, but he's uh he's a big marketing guy and he just finished, he just published a book in March, I think called marketing the marketing rebellion, the third rebellion. I'd have to look it up. I just, you know, <laughs> look, look. but Mark Schaefer, but he, he talks about the humanness of business and the humanness of marketing and where businesses are. And I just soaked that book up. There was so much knowledge and good information in there. It's like, I can't wait to, to use this in business and in life because there's life lessons in there as well about being, you know, it goes back to a lot of stuff we talked about, you know, your random act of kindness and being human. And, you know, it's just like, this is so cool. Definitely. <laughs> so, so now I'm, since, since we're talking about this, right, what is, what is the number one thing that you're going to act on from that book? Um, I'm focusing on the humanity. I'm focusing on how to make my business more human. And, and that can also you know, it's kind of a, a, I'm taking it more into, into human being the customer experience. I'm really looking into how customer experience can, 
can be applied and applied in my business? Um, what can I do to make that a better customer experience? You know, we met at a New Media Summit, a customer experience expert, and I've been listening to her and, um, you know, just, you know, pulling in a lot of the information that you're learning, but just the humanness of the company and how to be transparent and how to be human. I mean, there, there is no other way to describe it. You're, you know, you're, you're focusing on what your client is and what they what they experience as they go through each step by step of their process, because designing a website can be very confusing and very, you know, very scary for a lot of small business owners. It's yeah. a big part of their budget. There's a lot of information. And if you don't do it right, it can be a waste. So I want to make sure that that's, that's my takeaway is how to make my process more human. So how are you going to make it more human? I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> because, because, right? Like it's, yeah. it's the pretty language. It's all yeah. nice. But like, how, yeah. what are you going to act on? <laughs> well, it is, it is. I'm, I'm redoing my site right now. It's my site is, uh, you know, four years old. So it needs, it, it definitely needs to, to do as I say, not as I do. So I'm redoing <laughs> my site right now. And I'm, I'm putting on the conversation that speaks to, you know, directly to why you need a new website what's going to happen when you need a new website. And then once you sign up and you, you come to work with me, then the whole back end process is going to be smooth. It's going to be, this is step-by-step. Step. I'm going to hold your hand but through, through the beauty of the technology and say, this is what's, what's going to happen. This is what you're going to do next. This is what you're going to do next, which I, I think, you know, is what happens with a lot of small website design companies is that they bring on people and they get caught up in the system and they, the people who don't know what they're doing get lost in the shuffle. And then all of a sudden it becomes a, well, my website's not ready. Well, you don't have what you need to give us because we've gotten lost in this process. So I'm really trying to humanize and make the process simple. Which is awesome because there's, I mean, that, that is, that is huge, right? Mm -hmm. Is, is how do I make it easier for the people around me to right. do the things they're trying to do? That's, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what most of us are looking for, right? right. It's like, I, I, I want to get this thing done, but it's a pain in the arse the way it is right now. Yeah. And if, if I could just get a little bit of help, right. And yeah. like so, so often, right. I found this with marketing tools is like they, they create like this really cool tool and it's going to do all these awesome things. And like you try to do it and you can't figure it out. And you're like, I feel like I just wasted a lot of money. Right. And right. if you're lucky, there's a 30 day money back guarantee. Right. And after like five days, you're like, you know, this is worthless. Just give me my money right. back. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a lot of the, the stuff that you see about, oh, well you need to go out and you need to go start doing this on Instagram, but nobody tells you how to do it on Instagram. And I'll use this analogy because yeah. you know, I've, I've tried to go back to the gym and my son is a big, he's a, he's a gym rat. And he's like, why don't you go to the gym? Why don't you go to the gym? And I said, you know what? I want to go walk into the gym and I want you to go with me and I want you to show me how to operate the equipment. I want you to show me how to lift the seat. I want you to show me how to adjust the weights. He's like, mom, everybody knows how to do that. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be self-conscious and go in and have to ask. I want to know. And that's a silly thing. And it's probably, it's, you know, it's certainly not the reason mentally I go, don't go to the gym. But <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of other reasons, but it's, it's the one thing that I could explain to say, I want to know what to expect when I go in there and I want somebody to guide me through it. So I don't look like an idiot. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not, that's so normal. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. And, and that goes for so many things that we do in life that if people would just explain in basic language, my mother-in-law has never been to a drive-thru. She has never ordered food from a drive-thru because she doesn't know how to do it. I mean, how basic can that be? So my, you know, my husband is going to take her and let her order from a drive and show her what to do because she doesn't want to feel like an idiot. So how many of us don't do things because we don't want to feel like an idiot at the drive-thru? Definitely. And, and all of us do that, right? Like yeah. I do that. I do that all the time. There's, there's definitely things where I'm like, I'm not going to go into that because I don't know enough about it. And I feel right. like I'm not going to get the support to learn about it. Right. Right. And so like, what's the point of trying to do it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And oh my gosh, like so many people go into a workplace, right? They, they just started, right? And they're hoping that their manager, their leader, whatever, will be there to guide them, right? Yeah. And not just be like, <laughs> all right, here it is. Go for it, right? Like Your my training my, manual. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> my first corporate job, right? I, I was doing accounts receivable. I came into the job, right? My, my first day of work was, okay, well, we can't get you into the systems yet because we're having some trouble with our IT. Here's a list of phone numbers. Start calling. Yeah. That was my training. <laughs> like no joke. That was my training. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I was kind of like, okay, I'm just going to do what I can do with this and hope for the best. Right. Like I wasn't given any, any tips on how to make a phone call. I wasn't taught how to use the phone system. Oh wow. And like, like, you know, I'm, I've been normalized to a, to a regular <laughs> cell phone. So I don't have to press nine to dial out. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm trying to dial the freaking number. And it's all like, it's like just silence. And I'm like, why wouldn't right. make a call? Right. And, I, and I'm like, <laughs> and then you have to look like an idiot and talk to one of your coworkers. You're like, you I'm trying to make a call. And it won't <laughs> let me. Why? And they're like, oh, you have to press nine. It's like, oh, okay. Nine. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Now it well, goes not out. only that, but it's, it's a different way you hold the phone. Yeah. So physically it's different. It's, yeah. you know, it's not the flat phone. There is a handset. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. And, and you know, and, and with the, you know, with corporate jobs and all the downsizing and the changing and the moving around and all that kind of stuff that happens in corporate world today. I mean, how that's something that's so easy to overlook teaching somebody how to use the phone. Yeah. Hello. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and how many people quit their jobs because they didn't learn how to use the phone. Right. right. And they would rather quit and look like, Oh yeah, this is my choice. Than, than to the to get fired, right? right? right. Because right. no one taught them how to use a simple freaking phone. Yeah. <laughs> right? And like yeah. and, and then and then people wonder why our statistics in leadership are atrocious. You mm -hmm. you want to hear this statistic? This is a wonderful statistic. Over 50% of people trust a complete stranger more than their boss. That's amazing. Yeah. How, how sad is that? Like yeah. you spend 40 hours a week with the people you work with and, and presumably your boss or at least a decent amount of that yeah. time with your boss, right? Yeah. And you trust a complete stranger who for all you know could be an ax murderer more <laughs> than your boss who yeah. like 99% of the time you know for a fact is not an ax right. murderer. But that also kind of goes back to the skills of leadership. I mean, there, there are so many skills of leadership that are not taught yeah. That are not, you know, that 
you know, you, part of to me being a leader is you take care of your people. You teach them yeah. how to use the phone. You know, and when you said that, my question, I, you know, internally I was thinking, did they even tell you what to say when you made the phone calls? Yeah. Or did no. they call people? For, for me, no. No one taught me what to say on the phone yeah. call either. Call yeah. so people. I so what did I say? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I, I, think I, listened, nice I think I listened to someone else make the phone yeah. call first, just so yeah. I had kind of an idea, but that doesn't mean they taught me. That just right, right. I had the idea to listen to someone else first right. and watch them. And and for all I know, they could have been doing it completely wrong, right? It's yeah, just, yeah. That was what I had access to, so I was going to hope it was going to work. Right. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you're totally right. Like, like even, even in the world of leadership, right? There's, there's so much that's untaught. There's so much confusion and, and people want to do well as leaders. They just don't know how. And it's right. not like the tools and resources aren't there, right? Cause there's so many books, there's so many audios, podcasts, all that jazz, right? Mm -hmm. That's on leadership. And yet we still have so many problems within yeah. leadership. And that's, I don't think, I don't, I, I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, I don't think that leadership is something that you can learn from a book. Leadership is something you have to act on and you have to practice. And, you know, it, it, yeah, you're right. There is so much good information out there. In fact, before we had the podcast, I, I have not, I'd been meaning to read Simon Sinek's Why, Why Leaders Eat Last. And I thought, let me download this real quick and start reading it before, before I talk <laughs> with Cody. So we can talk leadership, but you know, and I, I, I got the sample chapter, I think, <laughs> but, but, but you know, there's so much information there, but if you don't practice it and you don't practice being a leader and practice these skills and you know, what people perceive as good leadership, then it doesn't matter what you read if you don't practice it and managers or business owners or, you know, people that out, go out, connect other people that are leaders. There's, you know, in Atlanta, there's a lot of networking that have leaders and stuff. So, you know, you see good leaders all the time and then you see some that aren't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I, I think a lot of this actually has to do with, um, with the way that the development world is set up mm -hmm. and how people pursue the development world. Yeah. Because, because how I see the development world is there's, there's kind of five main types of development out there. Um, you have your teachers, right, who teach you the basic steps on, on how to do something. You need your teachers to get you your start, right? Like you can't read unless you know your ABCs. Mm -hmm. So you get someone to teach you the ABCs so you can learn words, so you can learn how to read, right? Now, there's, there's a difference between knowing how to read and being able to read well and understanding everything you read. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so there's a transition that has to happen and that goes from the teaching into the, the other things where you have um, uh, mentorship is one of the big ones people talk about where you have someone who's further down the road with you who teaches you about how they went about doing it. So you yeah. can try and follow them on that path. Then you have a coach who, who helps you see into the future and act into the future right? You have your, your healers or your therapists or your counselors, that kind of general area. You could technically split that up more, but mm -hmm. I, I try to group them together for ease. Yeah. Um, and, and they're definitely different. Like I'm not saying they're the same at all, but that I group them together for ease, but they usually focus on past things that have happened in the past and utilize that to help you overcome what's happened in the past. So you can act in the future. 
Gotcha. That's kind of the big difference between that group and the coach is the coaches solely focus on the future. Right. They're not really focused in the past. And then, and then your last group is the, the consultant, right? And the consultant is someone you hire to do the work for you so that you don't have to do it. Yeah. And, and you know, do it past or the present. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so you, you just don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. Right. And they're fantastic. Right. You, you need, you, and I think you need all of those areas yeah. um, in your life. I think you need a coach. I think you need a mentor. I think you need a therapist or a counselor or, you know, a priest. It might be, you know, whatever it is. Sure. Right. Um, I think you need teachers and then I think you need consultants. I think they all play very valid roles in how you proceed forward. And yeah. I don't care like what area of life we're talking about. We can be talking about parenthood. I yeah. think those roles all play something very particularly. Oh, out. absolutely. Yeah. Even like, like you think like parenthood, like the consultant, like why, what would you use a consultant for in the parenting world? Well, maybe you hire someone to do chores around the house mm -hmm. so that you can actually spend more time with your kids right. instead of doing the laundry. Right. Or, or, or teaching you, them algebra. Or, <laughs> or teaching them algebra because you don't know how to do algebra. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Bring my algebra consultant in. Exactly. But like, yeah. but like that's so true, right? Because yeah. like yeah. You, you might be a better parent because you hired someone to teach your kid to algebra right. than try and muscle your way through something you don't really remember anything oh, about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I've talked about my 21 year old at one point where I live when I worked my way through college and paid for college by teaching swimming lessons. At one point I taught every kid within a 20 mile radius of where I live, how to swim. I cannot <laughs> teach my own kid to swim. <laughs> it, it just, you know, it's that mother son dynamic. And even to this day, you know, he's starting a business and he will not listen to me about marketing, which drives me crazy. But it's that same. I had to bring a consultant in to teach him how to swim. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the same. And you also describe the same, you know, the perfect small group mastermind counsel for a small business owner. You know, having each one of those type of people, whether you're a parent or a small business owner or whatever you do in the world. Or a corporate and, leader or a nonprofit exactly. leader. Advisory board. Any Absolutely. Of it. Yeah. That's like the dream team that you exactly. just described. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so I, I think it's really important for people to find all of those roles. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it's, that's very good. In fact, I can't wait to this come out so I can write them all down. <laughs> So I'll write them all down again and, and use that because yeah, that's, that's a very good point. And I like the way you broke it down, you know, from teaching, we all, we all need to be taught something. Oh yeah. Coaching, and, and, advising. and it never ends either. No. Right? Like, like so many people are like, oh yeah, no, I don't need any more education. Like I used to be one of those morons. So I can raise my hand here. I was one of those people at one point <laughs> and like, there's always more to learn. Like oh, yeah. there's never enough to, to ever say like, I've learned it all. Yeah. If, if you really think that yeah. <laughs> you have some problems you need to get figured right. out. And like, I can say that because I was that person and I had sure. problems that I did get figured out. Cody, if it is on YouTube, we can all become experts in it. You know, <laughs> Hey, totally everything's on YouTube now. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's how I learned. That's how I learned web design. YouTube and you YouTube, YouTube and WordPress for dummies. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. But but the big key 
right? Again, tie and tying this all together again, right? Is you didn't just learn it, right? Yeah. You took action on it. Absolutely. You actually implemented it. You actually Absolutely. used it. You took steps forward, right? Oh, you, yeah. You don't design websites today because you, you took some YouTube videos and, you know, you took some nice pretty notes. You do that because you actually did work in it and you yeah. built up your skills as you took that action. And now you're able to design awesome, amazing websites. Yeah. And, it, and it's really cool too. I mean, I look at you and your background and what you're doing with the podcast and taking your, and you're taking action and moving forward and, you know, and interviewing some, some cool people on podcasts and, and, you know, it's just the same. We're taking action. We're moving forward and what, what we're passionate about. Exactly. And like, I, I'm not perfect. I, I can even like me speaking right now. I know I'm not perfect. I screw up. I listen to every single conversation I have. Right. So I know I screw up <laughs> like, and, and, and then I don't edit these. Right. So, so whatever screw ups I, I recognize you're going to hear them too. And I, sometimes I, I sound like a moron. I do. <laughs> I get it. Right. Well, you know what? Hey, but that's what, but that, you know what, here we're coming full circle again. We've had a lot of circles in this, but that's what makes it human because exactly. it's not so scripted and it's not so, you know, that the flubs are what makes it fun to listen to. It's like, exactly. And I, and for the record, I haven't heard one, but. <laughs> oh, that's okay. You'll, you'll hear them when you go back. I, I know there are some things I say and I'm, I'm 95% sure I've said some of those things. And so like they're, they're triggers for me now when I, when okay. I listen through it and I've, I'm definitely getting better at it. Like, but, but when, when, I, I think that anytime you put something out into the world, right, you should give it a little bit of time and then come back to it and see oh, how it actually was, right? Absolutely. Whether it's whether it's a podcast or a YouTube video or like a social media post or any of that. I, I had a funny thing happen not too long ago. I was um I was on Facebook, right? And Facebook has this awesome feature that really shows you how dumb you were in the past <laughs> where it shows you the memories of the past. You're like, oh, yeah. they're like, Hey, you remember this thing that happened six years ago? Yeah. And I, I, I don't remember what the post said right now, but I remember reading through the post and like, I knew when I put that post out, I must've thought I was like some sort of philosophical genius. And I read it <laughs> more recently and I was all like, wow, that was really stupid. <laughs> like well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the great thing is like I can learn now I can I can go and be like okay well one yeah. I, I realize I've grown because I don't think that's that's a pot of gold anymore I kind of realize it's, yeah. it's a lot less than a pot of gold I'm not going to give it a name right now but it trust me it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> worth anything so um, did you so did you repost it with what you learned I didn't repost it with Ooh, what I learned. that would have been that would have been really smart yeah huh. You should go back Ooh, and find homework it. assignment for me yeah. now. I always and like coming out it. with homework. <laughs> yeah, repost it and say this is okay. This is why it was stupid then, and why I learned. <laughs> that's that's what? genius. I'm I'm gonna have to go through and you, you know ta talking about teachers. I'm <laughs> this is this is kind of funny. I'm part of the millennial generation, but like I still don't understand social media a hundred percent. 
right? Yeah. Like I'm That's learning right. Instagram right now. That's one of the yeah. things I'm learning. Well, you know what? I, we'll give you a little buy on this because you're a guy and it took guys <laughs> a while to get onto Instagram. So you're okay on that one. For a long okay. time, it was like fully filled with females. <laughs> So, All right. So you're we'll, now occasionally seeing men on there. <laughs> okay. So a slight buy there. You're, yeah. But, you're a little gonna, bit of a buy. Not much. Very but. slight buy there. I'm, I'm not going to give myself too much credit on that yeah. one. Yeah. But like, but like I'm, I'm learning how to utilize it more effectively and how to utilize it, not just in general, but as a business owner. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a really powerful tool if you know how to use it. Absolutely. Um, and, and the thing is, you just don't know what you don't know, which is why you need to be taught, right? Which is oh, why I've paid to learn how to Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I will give you the bye because I will tell you that I'm female and I am just now starting to get on Instagram. So, and this is very much of a case of do as I do, as I say, not as I do. <laughs> Because it's, it's, you know, sometimes you get so busy that you, you totally forget it. And I'm like, holy crap, I better start like building up my followers and stuff on Instagram. Yeah, I hear <laughs> you. Building my stuff up. So yeah. I got, it, I got an awesome tool for you. I've okay, got an cool. awesome, um, I, I just recently took a course from um, Adam Shobo, right? And he is the, the podcast host of the Million Pound Mission. Awesome course. Okay. Um, I, I would definitely recommend it because I, I went through it and it's like, it's like you were talking about with your services, right? The nuts and bolts and how do you actually yeah. go step by step by step? His course is exactly like that, but for Instagram. Oh, that's cool. S-H-O-B-O? Shobo? Uh, I think it's, oh gosh, I'm, I'm an notes? awful. Yeah, I can, I can definitely, put it, I can definitely put it in the show notes because I am, I'm, I am, not the greatest with names and it is something that I'm working on and yeah. little key lesson for people who don't understand what I just did. I'm, I'm working on the power of my words. Oh. And so, so I'm not saying certain words for a certain reason. Okay. Last name is spelled S C H A E U B L E Adam Schobel. And I may oh, have okay. mispronounced his name terribly. And Adam, if you're listening to this, I am really sorry about that because you're but an awesome human it. being. <laughs> but he, he's, he, it. <laughs> he's, he's an awesome guy. And, and his whole mission is really cool. Um, he, 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 um, do, do you know who he is by chance? No, I don't, okay, but I'm going to awesome. go look him up when we're done tonight. Yeah. He calls himself the PhD, right? Which stands for previously heavy dude, oh. right? And so he, he lost a ton of weight and then he decided to make a mission of helping people lose a million pounds, which oh, was is, he, at New Media Summit? he was at the new media. Summit. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He, I just yeah. didn't connect the last name. Okay. Yeah. When so, you said heavy dude, so, it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I remember him. <laughs> it, and he's a guy. He's, he's yeah. so cool. He's such oh, a yeah. cool guy. Adam, he, I'm he's sorry. got an awesome course. He's got an awesome course. And, um, definitely it's, it just recently came out and this, this podcast will air much later than we're speaking about today. So I can't tell you all the details about yeah. what's all coming out, but it's, I can tell you it is an awesome course that's and cool. I have been through it all. That's cool. So yeah, but, but like, that's the importance of teaching, right? Is you don't know what you don't know. So yeah. you Seek people who are willing to teach you the nuts and bolts of what you need, and then will guide you to, to the next phase, right? Right, right. And sometimes what's awesome is you'll have a teacher 
that becomes one of the other roles for you later on, whether it's a consultant or a coach or a mentor, right? Because I'm sure with your services, you become a consultant for many people too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. and that's, that's really powerful when you can go from the, the first stage of having the teacher to the next stage, which really at the end of the day helps out a lot more than the teaching phase. Right. Because, right. because teaching only takes you so far. Yeah. You know, it's, you, you can't teach all the very specific scenarios like we were talking in leadership, right? That's part of the, the challenge many leaders face is they, they've learned the different things, but there's a difference between learning it and doing it and applying all these things to the different lessons and then figuring right. out what went right and what went wrong. Right, right. It's so important to have that mentor or that coach yeah. or that consultant even, you know, it, within, the, in, within the world of leadership is because there's, there's a huge difference between theory and practice. Sure. Yeah, and it, you know, if you take it and you go back to the first four levels of you know, the, the old saying that you, can, you, can, you, know, you don't teach, I, I'm just losing it. You teach someone, you don't, you don't throw somebody a fish, you teach them how to fish. Yeah. So, and, you know, so if you take that and analogize it to, to this, so you teach them how to fish, then you teach them why they should fish. Then you teach them what's preventing them from fishing. And then when you get proficient in fishing, then you hire somebody to do the fishing for you. So, <laughs> so it all comes, it all comes together. Absolutely. Exactly. I love that. I love that. Right. And, and, and that's, that ends up being the difference between, uh, between being the follower and being the leader, right? The yeah. follower does all the work. The leadership makes sure that the work gets done. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. So, cool. Yeah. So um, I, there, there was one other thing you were, you were talking about in your story that I thought was really neat. Um, you, you were talking about how you had your, your one boss who was going to hire you to set up schedules, yeah. to set up their schedule and they were going to pay you per schedule thing. An awesome thing that I noticed in your story right? Was the leadership position you took in that story, right? Mm -hmm. So, so often we think like your boss in that scenario is the leader, right? Because mm -hmm. he's in the position of leadership, but you actually ended up playing the leadership position within your role because you didn't just say, okay, I'm going to do what you say. You said, well, wait, hold on a second, right? right. I can do what you say, but that's not necessarily going to lead to what you want. Right. So let's work together so that we can get you to where you want to be. Absolutely. Right? And that's a huge yeah. thing in leadership is defining, creating the boundaries and creating the expectations, right? Oh, because absolutely. His expectation was very different from what you wanted the expectation to be. And right. you, didn't pursue, right. you weren't pursuing mediocreness. You were pursuing excellence, right. which is a trademark of fantastic leaders, of legendary leaders. They don't pursue the mediocre, right? They pursue excellence and that's what you are doing. I thought that was, that was good. I haven't looked at it like that. So that's cool. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. bringing that shift around. Yeah. I just always thought it was a funny story. Oh no, it's, it's, it's a hilarious story, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right? Because, yeah. And like that happens all the time, right? Because people hire people to do a job, but they don't actually understand what they're hiring them for or they right. don't create the expectations or they don't create the boundaries right. and then the relationship ends up not working. Right. Because the, the person who has the job 
had a different expectation than the person giving the job because they didn't agree on those expectations. Or you didn't know how to work the phone. Or you didn't know how to work the phone, right? So you get pissed off and you quit and leave, right? Or or you work the phone and it's just really bad because you just don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Well, and that's a very interesting point to bring because I think that's something that all leaders or managers or business owners can, can relate to is that, you know, you may have the need and you're just looking at, this is what I need to satisfy what I need today. But yeah. I'm not looking forward to saying, okay, I need this today because I need appointments because I need business in. I need, I need meetings so I can talk to people and get my, get my stuff sold. But, you know, if you look at it and say, all right, that might satisfy today's need, but tomorrow's need or next week's need or next month or next year, that is not going to serve me because the backstory of that, that I didn't, I didn't go into was that once a customer, once a new client came in, there was no, there was no account manager to manage them. There was nobody to take care of customers that they, he had in house. So you bring all these customers in and they're going to leave because you've just spent all this time and money and paid me whatever, $75 appointment, but they're not going to stay because there's nobody to take care of them. So, you know, you have to set that infrastructure in place, which is, you know, is, is interesting, but it, so it ended up that I not only, I, I think I set appointments from about two weeks and ended up being his account manager. <laughs> I didn't want to set the appointments. Well, yeah. And, and, and the reason that happened, right, is because you were a leader, one. Two, yeah. you were pursuing excellence, right? And when you are a leader and when you do pursue excellence, opportunities do come. Yeah. Even, even if that wasn't what you were expecting at first, very right? True. they yes, will come true. out of the blue sometimes. Yeah. Right. And, and this has happened to me. This, this happens to every leader, right? There's like, there's, there's this thing that people call luck, right? Which is all like this random thing came out of the blue and like to a point that's kind of true. But at the same time, there are people who are a lot more lucky than other people. And Mm -hmm. the reason is because they're doing things that aren't just left up the circumstance. Right. 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 They're pursuing excellence. They're doing the hard work. They're making sure it gets done the right way, right? right? And then they happen to find luckier opportunities more often, because, right? And because they make luck happen. Exactly. And they recognize luck when they see it and they go pursue it. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it pops up as opportunities. And, and the thing is, opportunities are everywhere. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. There's more opportunities today to do almost anything you want to do that has ever happened in history. And there's so many people who are like sitting at home thinking like, there's nothing I can do. My life sucks. Uh, You know, I don't have the money for hosting. (laughs) And and it's like, no, 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 you're looking at it wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. There's, there's a lot more to this than you're giving credit to. And you just have to take a step right? In, a, in the general direction of where you're trying to get to. And all of a sudden, things will begin to line up. Not yeah. perfectly every time. And sometimes you'll be heading down a path and you got to stop, go back a little bit and go slightly different path, mm-hmm. right? But when you start taking those actions, those opportunities start to pop up. Yeah. But that's what makes it fun too, is exploring some of those little paths. That oh yeah. Or off the, the off the beaten path kind of thing. That, oh yeah, definitely. Oh, look, this is, this is kind of, this is a cool waterfall because we went off the beaten path. And, I was you know. just thinking a waterfall. <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, you know, and, and it's, it's the little off the beaten path that we, we find some of the best gold because it's not the norm. It's not, it's not what's expected. And that's what can make you know, doing what you do unique and different because you're not doing the expected all the time. I love that. Absolutely. So we're, we, <laughs> we've been having a long conversation. This is awesome. <laughs> we but I don't... <laughs> I'm hoping my stomach growling is not showing. Through <laughs> <listening to the laughs> awesome. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you eat. Um, is, <laughs> but before I let you eat, <laughs> is there, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you like, you really, really want to talk about? You know, Cody, I can't think of a whole lot that we haven't covered in the last <laughs> like <laughs> two hours. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, on this podcast. Um, you know, we could we could talk about what you're doing for the Fourth of July. Um, we <laughs> Actually, it's it's um what it's my stepfather's. No, it's my stepfather's birthday on the Fourth of July. Oh, that's cool. So, like his it's birthday everything. every year is celebrated with fireworks. So that's oh, that's, that's pretty very cool. Yeah. So <laughs> I kind of already have a check mark on what I'm doing for 4th of July and it's celebrating his birthday however he wants. <laughs> I, I totally understand that. Totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, you know, honestly, my mind's, my mind's a little blank at this point. <laughs> no worries. I, I understand. We, we dove into a ton of different yeah, directions. We, did. It was we fun. went all over the place. I, I had a great time. We had a really long Sunday drive. Exactly. <laughs> Sunday drives can be so much fun if yeah. you go on them with the right people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I don't, I, were we talking about that when the podcast has started about the Sunday drive? Oh, we talked about it before we actually we did. Okay. Then we better talk so about people. <laughs> yeah. All right. We were talking about going, we were just going to take a Sunday drive and kind of let this conversation go where we, where we go. And if you're in the Atlanta area, you know what 285 is. And I told Cody the story about when I was younger and 285 was new, so yes, I'm old. When 285 was new, my family, this, my dad decided it would be fun to do a Sunday drive around 285. And it's about 60 miles. And when you're 10 years old, sitting in the back seat of a car with no seatbelt, it takes about seven weeks to do that. So <laughs> we were laughing about, you know, just taking a nice Sunday drive. So we took a very long Sunday. We, we went 285 around a couple of times. <laughs> but definitely but, yeah, but it was it was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it thank you good no problem thank you so so lori lyons if someone wants to get a hold of you what is the best way or best couple of ways i don't care throw in as many <laughs> plugs as you want what, what is the best way to get a hold of you yeah my um my website design company is called ignite marketing but the website is www.ignitingyourbusiness.com and then my online program is makeyourmarketingsimple.com. That's an online program. And for guests, if, if it's okay, I'll give them a, sure. give them a freebie. Uh, makeyourmarketingsimple.com forward slash success. And I have, success. Success. I, love it. I have three simple shifts to clarify your, your um, marketing and, and help make your business more successful. Um, there's a better title for that, but ask me an hour ago and I would have told you. <laughs> Um, I'm also on Instagram as Laurier Lyons underscore and then ignite marketing underscore. And I'm on Twitter and Facebook. You can find me in all the there. If, if you take, get my, my freebie, it'll link me to everything. So you're welcome. Awesome. to link. I'd love to building up my Instagram follows, as I said earlier. Yes. 
go on there, like and follow Lori. She's she's got some awesome stuff coming your way, especially especially if you're a business owner. It, it's going to be tremendously helpful. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, it's it. You know, it it will not be boring. I will tell you that. It, I <laughs> promise you, it will not be boring. I'm not if, a boring person. If this conversation has anything to say, <laughs> there's no way it can be boring. <laughs> yeah. Lots of fun. Thank you. Thank you very no much. No problem. Thank you That's for right. showing up. Really yeah. had a wonderful time, Lori. You're very welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Leadership Guide. Please make sure to go on to your favorite player of choice and there rate the show, then subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Then, if you truly want to be a legendary leader, Share this episode with someone that you know will be impacted, because legendary leaders fuel not only themselves, but others as well to their heroic potential. If you want to unlock your heroic potential faster, then you will want to join the League of Legendary Leaders, an association of leaders who are dedicated to unlocking their heroic potential, unlocking the heroic potential of others, and where legendary leaders are born. The League of Legendary Leaders also has a goal to raise $100,000 monthly to support nonprofits that are actively undertaking causes to impact the future in areas including neurodiversity, character strength positive psychological research, homelessness, and more. Seize the call now. Go to www.theleadership.guide and click Get Free Guidance Now to propel you on your journey to legendary leadership. I'm your host, Cody Dakota, and I'm honored to have spent this time with you today. My final message for you, and listen closely, it's time. Wake up your heroic potential, let go of your fears and anxieties, and let's discover what is possible on your journey to become a legendary leader. Emerge and become who you were meant to be.